Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode right here on the Preach Network. Now, this is going to be a dual episode of both Tales from the Crypt and also the Switch It Up show. Now, for those of you who may not have uh, you know, been listening or if you missed a couple episodes, Mr. Seth Trav unfortunately will not be back with us this week. He is feeling better. In fact, he's feeling good enough so that he can sit down for a few moments, play a few games, and those moments he has been actually streaming over on the YouTube channel. You can find the link in the description. Um, it's easier for him to be able to kind of break up uh, what screen time he can have uh, in the like segments and then be able to put it online. Uh, but he's not quite not quite feeling well enough to come back to the podcast yet but soon hopefully within just a few more weeks he will be back here i miss him i'm sure you guys miss him so go over on twitter send him all the love over at seth trav and let him know that he is in your mind and in your hearts um this episode is going to be a double episode of both both easy for me to say, Tales from the Crypt, uh, where we're going to be talking all about the upcoming Monster Mania uh, convention over in beautiful Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And then, of course, we will have the Switch It Up show, where I will be reviewing Frost. Awesome game. I really think everybody should check it out. Um, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, for all the news, reviews, and updates on everything uh, that we appreciate here on the Preach Network, make sure you go ahead and follow us over on Twitter at PreachCast at from the cribbed and of course uh at switch it up show so you can get all the latest switch news and our man mr seth trav is at seth trav uh so without any further ado let's go ahead and start the show Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Tales from the Crib. My name is Glenn and I will be your host as together we explore the wonderful world that is Gateway Horror. Now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get this very special Monster Mania episode underway. And that sound, of course, means that it is time for the buzz. If this is your first time tuning in to Tales from the Crib, the buzz is our horror news segment where I go through and scour the depths of the interwebs to try to find you some of the biggest things that are going on in the world of horror. And then I kind of just riff on them right here, talk about them a little bit, bring them up, start the conversation, and then hopefully, if everything goes well, you and I can continue that back and forth over on Twitter where you can reach out to me at FromTheCribbed, C-R-I-B-D-E-D. C-R-I-B-B-E-D? Yes, I said it right. Not a, not a very great speller, but I am a somewhat capable podcaster, so let's get this started. Now, rumor has it that there is going to be a sequel to Train to Busan. I absolutely love Train to Busan. If you have not had the pleasure of checking it out yet, I strongly urge you to go ahead and watch it. If I am not mistaken, you can actually watch it over on Netflix, um, available to stream instantly. I thought Train to Busan was great. 
for those of you who do not know i'm gonna give you a quick synopsis basically it is about this a uh, gentleman who has a young daughter and uh, he is divorced um divorced i should say i believe that he and his wife share custody and she is just finishing up you know a weekend at her father's house and they are going back to go um you know to go get dropped off at the mother and then on the train ride there there is a crazy zombie outbreak at every single train station that they stop at on the train to busan a little, little premature with my music there and as they go that the zombies are just trying to get into the train zombies are making on the train at one point and it just gets crazy from there and the twist at the end um, has a super super intense moment that i promise you you will not forget this movie has like you know some minutes of humor um plenty of like you know that zombie like you know just intensity that you crave uh it is, it is a it's a fun movie just when you thought like you're like ah, i don't know i'm kind of done with zombie movies train to busan i feel like brings it back and makes it exciting once more i would love a sequel to this um there is already uh, a prequel an anime prequel called soul station i also strongly recommend that you check that out that if i'm not mistaken you'll have to pay for uh, but if you like train to busan check out soul station and then get excited uh, about this sequel with me now, next week, we're actually going to have Hereditary out on VOD. A little over a week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Hereditary, super polarizing movie. I actually did an episode on it. Some people say it's horror. Some people say it's not horror. To me, it wasn't quite exactly what I was expecting. Uh, I do think it was horrific in a, like, I hope that this, you know, never happens to me. There are some horrible horrible things that happen to this family and really work against them and break down their relationship and in that way it is horrifying but the preview i feel like really makes it feel like it is going to be more of a like i don't know not 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 a creature feature or anything like that you don't think that there's going to be an actual monster um but you do get the impression that there's going to be a little bit more of the supernatural um to it uh and it, as it turns out that's not quite exactly what you get i don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't had a chance to see hereditary but because by all accounts it is the biggest horror movie you know that came out this year uh and some people absolutely love it but i want to know what you think about it so let me know again over on twitter and we can talk about it uh, but it's coming out on VOD I'm sure a lot of people are going to be checking it out for the first time and anytime a horror movie gets this much buzz see music see what I did there you know that's great because it brings new fan fans to the genre brings people in who maybe might necessarily not have checked it out before and maybe if they're really big fans of it it'll kind of inspire them to go out there and check something out that and that is what this podcast is all about. It's all about gateway horror, movies that pull people in to the genre and make them appreciate all the awesome movies that we appreciate. Here on Tales from the Crib, if this is the first time you're tuning in, um, it's really normally geared towards like movies that like kids can watch. Like, and by kids, I use that term loosely. You know, it could be uh, like a younger child or it could be like an older one. But I'm out there to hopefully inspire the next generation of the horror fan. So I try to find different movies. We talk about them and kind of see, you know, like is this you know, is this a good idea? Is this a good first horror movie for somebody? And you know, here are the things to look out for. But Hereditary, in my opinion, not exactly the best, not even close to not exactly, definitely not uh, a movie for uh, the kid uh, to watch whatsoever. But 
a lot of adults are into it. So let me know what you think about Hereditary. And then the last thing that I'm going to talk about just has me super excited because I don't get a chance to go out to the movies as much as I would like to. Uh, but sometimes, you know, I do uh, go out and I love seeing the previews. Just like I'm sure everybody who has ever gone to the movie theater in their entire life loves the previews. If you don't love the previews, then something's wrong with you. Um, but I saw the preview for The Meg. Uh, the Meg, M-E-G. And it actually had an amazing week uh, weekend at the box office uh, just this past weekend. And for those of you who hadn't had a chance to go see the trailer of this, this thing looks like... It looks like The Abyss meets Jaws. Um, it looks crazy. It's... Um, uh, Dwight from the office is in it and if I'm not mistaken basically this like underwater group of scientists um, f- stumble upon a megalodon um, this giant prehistoric shark and you know they just have to struggle to survive um, the trailer doesn't give a lot um, away in terms of the in-depth storyline but when the movie is called the Meg I feel like you know what you're getting yourselves into um, I feel like it's probably gonna be an awesome popcorn uh, movie that's just fun to enjoy Really, that's all I want out of pretty much any movie. I just want to have fun while I watch it and, you know, relax. Um, the Meg getting a lot of good a lot of good buzz. I'm happy that so many people went out there to see it. Um, I think it's going to be cool. If you had a chance to see The Meg, please let me know what you think about it because I haven't had a chance to go uh, check it out yet. And I'd really love to hear from some, like, big fans, you know, of the horror community to see what they, what they say about it because I haven't actually had a chance to talk to anybody who's seen it yet in person. And I want to know uh, what you guys think. Uh, so that being said, let's go ahead and move on to the next segment of I Scream, You Stream. We have such sights to show you. I Scream You Stream is a segment where I go around on the internet and look for some streaming movies that you can check out. Um, typically, I bounce around between Amazon Prime, Netflix, Hulu. I think we did HBO one week. We did Shudder another time. We're kind of all over the place because I don't really know what all you guys have. Um, but I feel like most people um, have an Amazon Prime account. So I went um, with that in terms of streaming. And I say, I feel like I say somewhat of the same thing every week. I am always taken aback by the quality of the movies that are out there on Amazon Prime. And I feel like just a lot of people forget that they're not that they're paying for it, but you know, in the news, you know, it's always Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. Um, not the Amazon's not in the news, but Netflix is specifically in the news because they stream movies. And I feel like people might be forgetting the fact that they have the streaming library over on Amazon. And I really want to stress that to you. Uh, and since this is, um, you know, a little bit different, this is a Monster Mania uh, themed uh, episode instead of an actual movie, I wanted to go through over on Amazon and kind of give you guys an example of some of the awesome, like, niche little movies uh, that I feel like people are always on the lookout for at Monster Mania that they really want uh, to be able to purchase uh, and and watch because a lot of these films are available over on Amazon streaming and I feel like sometimes you just might not think about it Uh, for example uh, the Monster Squad is available now all these movies that I'm going to be mentioning are over on Amazon uh, streaming with Prime included. So what that means basically, if you have Amazon Prime, you have access to these movies. You already paid for it, they're there and they're waiting for you. So if you wanna be able to watch uh, The Monster Squad, if you wanna watch uh, Green Room, um, Pet is on there. You have um, Daywalkers, which isn't necessarily as big as some of the other ones. Um, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is on here. Uh, Dario Gento's Opera. Uh, Frozen, Paranormal Activity, City of the Living Dead, um, 
Let's see what else we got. Society, the fourth kind. Not not that great there with the fourth kind, uh, but I feel like society is a big is a big winner. Uh, the New York Ripper is on here. Innkeepers, uh, My Bloody Valentine, uh, the Crazies, uh, the whole like uh, Jaws, uh, both Jaws and Jaws Two are on here. Um, there's it kind of just goes on and on. Uh, Prom Night is on here as well. Um, the Stepfather One and Two is here. So like a Fade the Black is on here, which up until recently wasn't really available on pretty much anything. It's kind of surprising that that's there too. Uh, Curtains is here. Um, you can't filter. I wish you could filter by. Oh, Terror Vision is on here. Chopping Mall is on here. Uh, Terror Vision, uh, of course, uh, is on Blu-ray from Screen Factory. Why Chopping Mall is also on Blu-ray from Bestron Video, uh, which you know both of those are definitely worth the money, but a little bit more expensive in terms of releases because they're so good. Uh, Dead Pit is here. Uh, Wish Upon, which I didn't get a chance to really check out, is here, but it's a newer title, so I thought I'd bring it up uh, as opposed to all these 80s films that I'm rattling off. Uh, Deep Space Six is on here. A bunch of uh, Voices from Beyond by Lucio Fulci is on here. Um, Grizzly <laughs> is on here. I feel like a lot of the movies that we see people at Monster Mania, Don't Look on the Basement is on here. A lot of the movies that we see on at Monster Mania that people want to buy on Blu-ray. Um, a lot of the, oh, the Final Terror movies that are, you know, from Screen Factory, from Vestron, The Final Terror, which I think is Blue Underground, uh, Society, which I think is Synapse. A lot of these fancy collectoring, you know, labels of Blu-ray, their films are over on here on Amazon, you know, Prime for you to watch. So if you want, like, I'm guilty of this as well. I see these awesome labels and I'm like, I need to have, like, I need to have this. You know, I need to collect them. I need to have the whole, the whole series. And sometimes, like, there's nothing wrong with that at all. One of my favorite parts about Monster Mania is all the vendors, the giant vendor rooms, and just being able to see things there for sale that you don't see anywhere else. And I certainly love to go hunting and digging for all the Blu-rays. But sometimes, you know, you can't buy every movie that you see, believe it or not. I'm not issuing that as a challenge to everybody. Uh, but, you know, the fact that some of these more pricey releases are available for you to be able to stream on Amazon, you know, take advantage of that. If you're thinking about purchasing one of these titles, go over to either whether it be Amazon, Netflix, Hulu. But to be honest with you, Amazon's got all the gold when it comes to horror, aside, of course, from Shudder. Um, go over there and look and see if it's available for you you to be able to to, to watch. Uh, because if you end up spe spending, like, some of these releases, even though they're awesome, are like 40 bucks. And a lot of times you don't want just one. You want, like, three or four. Uh, so before you know it, you've dropped $200, and you might watch the movies and be like, eh, you know what, that's not so great. Uh, so, you know, do it. Use yourself. <laughs> go through here uh, and see what's available over on Amazon Streaming. And, and just check. Uh, you'll save yourself some money, and you'll be able to watch a lot of the movies. Now, for me, I'm big on, you know, the physical release. I want, like, all the extra features and stuff like that. But if you're somebody who just wants to be able to watch these movies, then by all means, like, go ahead and just watch them. You've got way more than you might be aware of. If you find, like, a hidden gem over on here on, uh, on Amazon Prime Streaming, then please let me know. Give me some more examples. I'm really going to start taking advantage not only of the fact that I have uh, Amazon Prime Streaming and all these movies are on here, but I'm going to start adding things to the list uh, so I can kind of work my way uh, through, like, the backlog of movies and see, you know, what's out there. I always used to kind of scoff at the list and be like, why can't people just watch what they want to watch you know, when it's time to watch it? Because 
time. You run out of all the time, and then you spend more time digging through all the stuff to, that you don't really know if you want to watch, and you spend less time actually watching things. Um, so that's going to be my goal and my challenge to all of you guys. Even though you have all these movies, take a minute, set some time aside, and be like, you know what? Tonight, instead of like messing around on my phone, I'm going to go watch one of these films, and if I like it, I'm going to tell somebody about it. You know, spread the spread the love out there. Watch and enjoy, you know, all your collections and all your stuff. For sure. Shop smart. Shop S smart. You got that? Now I'm almost gonna go back on everything that I just said because it is time for Shop Smart. And in Shop Smart we do the opposite. I just told you guys all about, you know, like, oh, go through. We can watch your collection, uh, check out all these things that are available on streaming, save some of your money. And now I'm going to tell you about all the deals that are out there that I happen to come across on Amazon Prime and see and be like, hey, look at this, spend some of your money. Uh, so, you know, I like a little bit of balance here on the podcast. So that being said, I usually only choose Amazon because a lot of people have access to it. Like I said, if you're listening to a podcast, um, maybe I think most likely you have Amazon Prime. They're they're one of the largest retailers in existence, so I feel like that's a safe bet. Speaking of a safe bet, in Shop Smart, I like to go through, dig through Amazon, and find some deals. Some of these might be you know movies that you've definitely heard of before. Other ones maybe not. This one I tried to stick with some things that I uh, I'm sticking with the whole things that I find popular over at Monster Mania and I find people looking for these and searching them out, the stuff that sells out over on the tables. Uh, I'm trying to you know, encourage uh, you know, you to be able to get the best price on some of them. And I love being able to buy stuff from the vendors. These people come out to the Monster Mania, they specifically reserve their tables and they bring all their wares with them and everything like that and that is awesome. And whenever possible you know if the price is like you know is good and it, or it's if, if it's at least close uh you know to what it is online and usually it is prices at monster mania for blu-rays are spot on they're almost never like super overpriced or anything like that but do yourself a favor like if you find yourself going to a couple of these tables take a look and just check online see what some of these prices are going for so you don't super overpay for something because stuff goes on sale but that being said i've gotten a lot of blu-rays over the years at monster mania from some of these dealers and a lot of times if you buy like you know one well not one but sometimes one but if you buy a few releases a lot of these guys will work with you a little bit on the price don't be ridiculous when you know when you ask for something uh, but if you're buying like three titles i wouldn't be surprised if they take like five you know eight bucks off you never know never hurts to ask um but monster mania vendors are awesome a lot of places a lot of people there selling movies so a great place to get a deal but i'm gonna throw some of these deals out there with uh for you over on amazon very first thing that we have going on is the nightmare on elm street collection now i both love and hate this one the movies are awesome all of us love i feel like all of us love nightmare on elm street we're all big freddy fans uh but i'm telling you right now the blu-ray release ha- leaves a lot to be desired this thing is really not that great um you know in terms of some of the some of the bonus features that could be out there don't get me wrong there are bonus features um you know on here for sure, but nothing, you know, in depth. I feel like they really set the bar super, super high with Never Sleep Again, that Nightmare on Elm Street series um, documentary that just covers all the films. It's like eight hours long, and then another two hours long with bonus features. And I'm telling you, you will have a great time if you've never seen that before. If you don't own um, Never Sleep Again, uh, and actually, I think you can stream that on Netflix as well. 
do it. Um, don't start it too late because if you start it late, you're definitely going to want to finish it. You're going to have a great time with it. Um, but the bonus features on this uh, set of A Nightmare on Elm Street, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, are ported over from the DVD. That DVD box set that I feel like everybody like had and thought was super cool. It was like brown uh, with the white Nightmare on Elm Street text on each one. And then all the discs, when you put them together in the case, they had like Freddy with his back to you with his arms outstretched with the gloves. Looked really cool. Um, but there's not like this isn't like a shocking collection in terms of, um, you know, content. There's nothing that's going to like blow you away here. Um, however, the price is really good and that's why I bring it up on this episode. It's $30 and 84 cents, um, for these, uh, the seven original films. Uh, so basically you've got everything up here until new nightmare. You don't have the remake, um, which is, which is fine. Some people absolutely hate the remake. I thought it was, I thought it was fine. Um, I of course love the originals, uh, more, um, not to say that sometimes a remake can't be good. I just didn't really care for that one as much. Uh, but you get all, everything up through um, New Nightmare. And so you're getting, what is that, seven movies for $30, a little more than $4 a movie. Believe it or not, this set does not go on sale that often. And a lot of times it's almost $50, bucks, um, which is which is too much, to be honest with you, for, for this, um, this release. But if you want Nightmare on Elm Street on Blu-ray, it's really the only game in town, period. Speaking of good deals uh, and stuff that never goes on sale, uh, right now Amazon has a few of the Vestron releases on sale. For example, you can get Blood Diner for $14.80. All day long, that's a $40 DVD. Uh, you can get Chomping Mall for $19.68. That's usually $30. And you can get Waxworks uh, compilation with Waxworks 1 and 2 uh, for $19.86. Um, I feel like that's a little more spot on, although they say it retails for $29. I feel like I never see it that high. Uh, but Blood Diner for $14.80 is, is a super good price. Um, Vestron is like it's awesome that they brought this line back that they're starting to release some of these films uh i hope that the the lineup gets a little bit better um because i feel like they're starting to bring in more stuff that is non-horror and that that's fine you know something out there for everybody uh, but they started off like so good with blood diner chomping mall like it just seemed like every release i was like wow yes yes and then it started to fall off a little bit uh but we'll see you know we'll see where it goes uh but if you're looking for vestron do yourself a favor um of course check over you know at monster mania look at all those tables and if you find something go ahead just double check over on amazon see if you can't get yourself a good you know a good deal and then lastly uh, is going to be uh, the Prom Night uh, Collector's uh, Edition, uh, Special Edition, I should say. That's $14.99 on Amazon. Uh, Prom Night is also streaming on Amazon Prime Video, so if you want to be able to watch it, you can grab it. Uh, and it is from Synapse, uh, so you can definitely pick that up and get yourself a good deal on it. Um, these movies, um, you know, these releases from, like, Screen Factory... Um, Synapse, it's hard sometimes to get like a really, really good deal. Um, but you can definitely get a good deal, of course, at the convention. And you can apparently this week get a good deal over on Amazon. So let me know uh, what you're looking for at this Monster Mania. Because one, like I said, some of the biggest things, like my biggest draws uh, for Monster Mania, um, aside from like well, everything, uh, but I love the shopping experience there. There's just a ton of stuff to look through, and I have a great time just perusing. And I want to know what, what you guys are hunting for. Like, you know, like what's your white, white whale? Uh, over at Monster Mania. Uh, let me know on Twitter, at From the Cribbed, uh, and let's talk about it. And speaking about talking, let's talk all about Monster Mania. 
And now for our feature presentation. Monster Mania, of course, is this coming Friday, August the 17th through the 19th at Cherry Hill, New Jersey, uh, taking place in the Crown Plaza Hotel. Uh, Monster Media has been around for a very, very long time. Um, maybe not long in terms of like, you know, lifetimes, uh, but I believe we're on Monster Media number 40. We're going to have Monster Media 41 uh, coming up in Hunt Valley, Maryland in September. Um, I really, I've been to both shows. I've been to Cherry Hill way, way more times than I've been to Hunt Valley just because I'm a little bit more local to Cherry Hill. Uh, but the two shows I feel like have a very different atmosphere. I feel like Cherry Hill uh, is like the like the big like kind of boisterous convention. A lot of people uh, come to it. You have a ton of guests. We have a ton of guests at both shows. Um, but I feel like Cherry Hill is a little bit busier, a little a little crazier in terms of uh, like uh, the, the amount of people, the amount of vendors. There's just more space. It's a bigger area, uh, and because of that, it's it's busier. Uh, it's not as relaxed. Hunt Valley gives you a very similar experience, um, but the intensity is toned down in a little bit of uh, there's not it's not as much hustle and bustle. Um, I feel like you can kind of like browse and not feel as like maybe not maybe not, I'm not intimidated because I'm not intimidated over you know at Cherry Hill. In fact, I've been going there so long, I almost feel like it's like a it's like a second home. Uh, but Hunt Valley is just more relaxed, uh, a little bit cool, a little bit like you know calmer. Uh, if you've never been to a horror convention before and you're local, I mean, obviously either one is going to be great. Uh, but um, I could see that maybe if you go to uh, the Cherry Hill show, there might just be so much going on. You might feel overwhelmed. Um, you will not feel like that at Hunt Valley. I feel like things are a little more calmed down. But then again, it's been years since I've been to Hunt Valley. Cherry Hill by far has been my, um, you know, my preferred uh, convention to go to. And I've only missed it twice once i want to say one time maybe twice um and i've been going for i want to say like 20 years i i don't i can't really uh remember what year uh it was that's crazy um not 20 not 20 no and that's wrong that's wrong um 15 though yeah 15 i think um so longer longer than i care to admit um time flies by uh but i'm telling you if you're gonna spend time you can not too many places i feel like you can spend time and have more fun than at monster mania um if you've never been let me break it down in a very general sense uh for you um I haven't really been to... I've been to a good amount of conventions, although most of them have been Monster Mania. I've been to Comic-Con in uh, Philadelphia before. Uh, I've been to like uh, like a gaming convention outside of Philadelphia uh, before as well. And the thing is, like, I don't... When, when I went to Comic-Con, like, there's a ton of stuff there to, like, look at. There's a lot of stuff to buy. Sometimes there's a Q&A, but then that's pretty much it. You know, and people have parties and things like that, but... I don't know. It just I feel like it's not as involved. When you go to Monster Mania, not only do you have like the giant um you know vendor rooms all over, not only do you have the guests where you can go and get your pictures or your autographs, but you have movies showing all day long, like every day, which I think is awesome because if you're, you know, looking for some downtime or if a lot of times there's a lot of movies that come out during the year. And people do a lot of things with their time during the year. Sometimes you might not have a chance to see some of these films. And they have them like playing all day long for you at Monster Media in a cool, fun atmosphere. Um, 
I could walk in, jump to one of the screening rooms, and just sit down where a movie is playing. And a lot of times, um, not only will they have it like playing there, and they'll be, you know, it's kind of like come as you come as you want to, uh, and like leave when you want. Um, but sometimes they'll have movies that are actually projected on film, which I think is really cool. And the people who are showing the movies are like really happy and super excited to be there. Um, and I feel like that's probably a big takeaway for the convention in general. I never see anybody having a bad time you know, at the, at Monster Mania. I feel like people are really excited, uh, you know, for this convention to come around. And then when it does, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, like a, almost like a sigh of relief. People are like, yes, like I'm here. Like, at least that's how I feel. Like, Cause I have so much, so much fun, uh, while I'm there. Uh, but you have the films, um, you have the Q and A's, uh, there is a charity auction on Sunday to, uh, benefit, uh, the Yorkie foundation, uh, where they auction off all types of different things. Um, you have the costume contest, um, at, uh, I think it's Saturday night, you have a live Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, at midnight on Saturday, which if you've never seen Rocky Horror Live, you are going to have an awesome, awesome time, a ton of fun, just a bunch of people getting together, like, singing some of these awesome songs, just having a great time, um, Monster Mania is great. Uh, on top of that, you of course you have all the awesome guests. Myself, I'm personally looking to get the autograph of a couple of the stars from it. I've got the a cool version of the Japanese poster, and I've got mm, pretty much all of the signatures on there. Although I'm missing, I think his name is Noah Schnapp. Um, Schnapp, is there a C in there? Maybe Snap, Sap. I'm not sure. Please feel free to correct me. But I'm missing him. He's the one of the um, kids from uh, Stranger Things, uh, who also happens to be in it. I think he's the only one I'm missing so far. Uh, but uh, a couple of the kids from it are coming around, so I'm happy to be able to get some of them. And of course, you have Robert England. I want to get uh, him to sign something. A lot of people are asking uh, over online all these types of different questions. And this year, Monster Mania really, you know, I'm telling you, they did an excellent job. They have an app that you can get over in the App Store, uh, both for iOS and Android, which I think is great. I'm going to put the link to that uh, for both of them, even though, of course, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big Apple person myself. I'm going to put the link for both of them in the description of the episode so you can go and get this app. Um, but in the app, they have a spot where you can buy tickets. And, of course, if you haven't bought, bought tickets and you're listening to this now, do go buy your tickets um, because – this is going to be uh, not only a super popular convention because you have, you know, you have all you have the kids from it. You have Robert England. You have Chandler Riggs. Uh, you have uh, Doug Bradley. Uh, you have Nick Castle. You have, like it's just the guests are kind of like fast and furious this show. So it's going to be super busy. Uh, but now uh, they have a new ticketing system that's actually going to use a bracelet uh, that you have to like wear. It's like a scannable type of bracelet. And uh, there's like a cap each day on how many that can be sold. Uh, so you want to make sure that you get your tickets so a day doesn't sell out. Um, last year, if you went to Monster Mania, you know that it got a little crazy in terms of um, so many people coming in and out of the convention. And sometimes uh, you might not have been able to get in because it was so popular. So um, I feel like they really did an awesome job responding to the situation of it being so busy. And came up with a solution uh, that worked for everybody and an awesome way to be able to, to disseminate information because that is something that is super hard to do when there's just so many people uh, around and you want to be able to you know, find a way to get the message out to everybody. Um, yes, you have social media, but the fact that you can actually connect right with the fans who are in the convention at the time, you know, like with, you know, through the app where you have an official place, you don't have to worry about something getting shared and then like things get like twisted, like you have everything right there in the app you can 
You can check out all the featured guests. You can view the map. You can make yourself a to-do list. There's a schedule of events. It's it's really it's really really good. Um, I'd like that. Um, it'd be cool if there was actually um, like a mobile version of this. And, and I know when you say when you hear me say that, you're thinking, well, it's an app. It'd be cool if there was like a um, like a mobile version of this uh, through a website. Uh, in case you happen to have a phone that, believe it or not, or, or even just another device, um, you know that, that you can't download the app and you want to be able to just pull it up real quick. Um, I think that would be cool. But the fact that this is even out there uh, is huge because this app came out in like what a year, I think it, less, less than a year. Um, because this is the August convention and the last one was the super busy one. So months, a matter of months, uh, they found a solution to a problem that they were having. So uh, I feel like that's, that's awesome. Um, this convention, just another example of how this convention goes uh, above and beyond. Um, if you haven't had a chance to go check out the website, it is www.monstermania.net. Uh, they do have a podcast that you can uh, check out as well. I'm going to put that link uh, in the uh, in the description for the show. And just a you know just a reminder, like I myself do not work at Monster Mania. Um, I just have been going there for a long time, and I wanted to talk about um, you know my experience there and some of the awesome things that you can do and like why I like it so much. Um, if you are looking for like you know official information, go to their website, uh, check out their Facebook, and um, you know before you know, you know you post uh, you know any questions because I'm sure it's super busy uh, for them. Do yourself a favor and check out the Monster Mania app. It has questions questions and answers for like pretty much probably everything uh, that you're looking for. Um, so yeah. This weekend, Monster Mania in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Uh, if you were going, uh, talk to me over on Twitter at From the Crib. I'd love to hear what you're looking forward to. Uh, check out your pictures, like you know, see what you're see what you're up to, see what you're looking for shopping wise. Check out what you're getting signed. Um, that's probably one of the biggest um, things that uh, that I can say is that uh, the Monster Mania, like the people who go to the convention, that place, like is. I feel like it's like almost like a big like tight like like a big tight knit group if you can say that you know uh, there are times where I'll be walking around uh, and I'll have something that I just got signed and I'll be checking out one of the merch tables and someone will come over to me and they'll be like that's so cool where did you get that and I'll you know you have a strike up a conversation super relaxed fun atmosphere at Monster Mania Con I strongly urge you if you haven't gone do everything in your power to get to Cherry Hill, New Jersey this weekend. Um, have a great time if you are going. Uh, I hope to be able to check out some of the stuff that you uh, that you get to hear about uh, your Monster Mania experiences. Uh, use the hashtag, of course, Monster Mania on Twitter so uh, people can check it out, everything that you're doing. Uh, be safe. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your Monster Mania. And I will see you again right here on Tales from the Crypt.
Hopefully I didn't, you know, take you by too much surprise with all that volume right there, ladies and gentlemen. But of course, I was distracted by the itch that I have for the Switch It Up show. My name is Glenn and I will be your host on this little bit of a, um, we'll say condensed. There we go. Good word. Word of the day, if you will. Condensed version of the Switch It Up show. We're going to be, uh, and by we, I mean I, me, myself, and I, will be reviewing uh, this awesome game uh, on the Nintendo Switch that you can go ahead and get over on the eShop right now. It is called Frost, and it is $12.99. And let me tell you, you will be left out in the cold if you do not go out there and purchase Frost, you know, as soon as possible. I had a great time with it. We're going to have a great time right here. So let's go ahead and just let this music play for just a little bit longer. Enjoy those sweet tunes, and we'll jump right on into the review. Stop walking. Surrounded by a cold, hostile environment. What choice will you make? Will you manage to keep your people alive? That, ladies and gentlemen, is the cool little trailer that they have over on the Nintendo eShop. Um, there is really no, as you can tell, um, there's no voiceover there for that trailer. So you were treated to my custom bespoke voiceover, uh, if you will. Now, Frost is a game that you can grab right now. It is out currently $12.99 on the Nintendo eShop. Let me go ahead and hit you with a little bit of their synopsis right there. And we have a little bit of an idea of what to expect. Build your deck, survive the storm. Frost is a deck-building solo survival card game set on a harsh, frozen world ravaged by a lethal storm. You must lead a group of nomads in search of the refuge, a haven away from the Frost's icy grip. As well as the unrelenting threat of the Frost, your arduous trek will be fraught with many other dangers such as wolves, cannibals, hunger, and fatigue. Manage your cards wisely to stay alive and make it all the way to the refuge. The key features of this game include challenging survival deck building gameplay requiring anticipation, strategy, and memory. Dozens of cards to discover. Card types include resources, weapons, ideas, dangers, and regions. An intriguing and immersive world. Beautiful hand-drawn artwork. Hours of gameplay with difficulty modes, endless modes, scenarios, and new cards to unlock. Encounter many different characters and make use of their abilities. This game was released uh, on the Nintendo Switch, uh, just the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it was. Uh, it is came out on the 19th of this year. One player. It is a strategy board game adventure. Actually, want to do a, a little bit of a brief correction. The game itself is on Switch, which we are oh so very thankful for. However, it is also on Steam, Windows, and Mac, so you can get this a bunch of different places. So. 
Excuse my inaccuracy right there. I just wanted to make sure that you guys have a good idea of all the great places that you can play this great game. And even though that is some awesome wordplay, this is in fact a really, really great game. I had a ton of fun with Frost. Um, no exaggeration whatsoever. Full disclosure, I really, really like board games. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of actually being able to play a game that doesn't involve a screen, believe it or not, as much as I do love a video game, and this is a podcast all about the Nintendo Switch and the awesome games that are on it, um, I still like the idea of, like, sitting down and playing and, like, holding cards and things like that. However, um, like, you know, time, especially a little lesson for you young listeners out there, uh, time is of, like, you know, the essence. It is... Uh, your free time as you get a little bit older uh, starts to like go away and be harder to find. So you, you know how life is. Things get busy. You just have stuff going on. And the amount of time that you have available to, you know, sit down and play a game, let alone sit down and set up a game, can sometimes, you know, be like pretty difficult to find. And that's one of the many reasons that I love Frost. When I first started playing this, like, you know, um, basically it's almost like a, de- it's exactly what they say. It's like a deck building card game. And normally I don't really like deck building games. Not really up my alley, but the setting of this like you know really spoke to me. But anyway, I, anyway, when I first sat down and started to play this game, I immediately like looked online and I was like, "Can I buy this physical card game? Like, is this like is this in existence? Like, how is how is this not on Board Game Geek? You know, I really thought that this was like inspired uh, by an actual card game because it felt you know so it felt like it, this would be something that you would just sit down and play. It feels super polished, and you can tell that by you know, the way that this game plays uh, that these people uh, that, that helped to, to develop this game, whoever like sat down uh, and actually like you know came up with the idea and the cards and the gameplay, like they've played these games before, and they're definitely a fan. Uh, I would love to see this come to an actual like physical edition. I would be shocked if they didn't do it. Uh, and I mean, I'm sure it costs like a good amount of money to actually produce all the cards and the pieces and things like that, but. I, if it happens, I would definitely buy it. And solo player games are sometimes, sometimes weird. You know, I feel like they're hit or miss. Um, they're it's really all about the the story and being able to pull pull you in to keep you playing. Uh, and I gotta be honest with you, when I sat down to play Frost, uh, I didn't really know. Uh, I I knew that it was a card game, but aside from that, I didn't really know too much about it. And when I sat down to play it, I be honest with you, I really wasn't in the mood to play a game. Uh, I was a little tired. I was like, ah, eh, like I don't know if I wanna do this today maybe i'll check this out tomorrow you know rest uh you know but i started to play this and i was like wow like this is great it, it got me excited to to play more and, and like i had i had a great time so besides you know just like gushing over it let me go ahead and actually tell you a little bit about uh the gameplay and uh, how it works um basically what happens is you are um on the move through this mountain trying to get to like a safe zone um they call it um i think they call it the haven is what they call it but um we'll just call it like a safe zone uh and basically the frost is running up behind you uh, and you only have so many turns until the frost catches up with you and as you're basically like playing you draw like a hand of cards uh, and then another card comes down and smack dab in the middle of the screen and that's like the challenge and for those people who are unfamiliar with 
like kind of like what that term is and uh, to be honest with you like i don't even know if that's like the unofficial like term but it's almost like the um it's almost like in hearts like you know when you play hearts or if you ever play any type of card games uh where it's like the suit uh or it's uh that you have to put down so uh, if you're trying to like discard cards it's uh it's the suit that you have to follow so on on these cards that you're putting down on in frost uh they all have a cost that you have to meet um maybe you have to um you know from your hand you have to produce like three pieces of wood, um, a food, and a survivor. And you have to look through your hand and kind of see what you got. Uh, and what you can do is you can obviously, if you have, um, you know, if you have the resources in your hand to be able to pay the cost, um, you'll be able to move on uh, the frost. You, you'll advance closer to, you know, the haven, the safe space, and you'll get further away from the frost. However, if you can't make that, um, you know, make that, um, pay that cost or like make that trick or whatever phrase you want to use um you have to you can pay as much as you want uh and then sometimes you'll actually be able to discard or trade a card for another one uh there's different events and different cards you can play that allow you to draw cards from your deck um there's other ones uh where you can actually just pay a little bit of the cost and then you can end your turn and if you do that you'll be able to draw from your deck again fill your hand up however the frost will then advance on you and start to get closer and of course you lose the game when the frost overtakes you so you always want to make sure that you do everything in your power to be able to pay that cost or make that trick because if you can't do it the frost is going to get closer and closer and closer until you lose the game um, in addition to you know just being able to pay whatever the cost is to advance to the you know further up the mountain to escape the frost you also have these event cards that come into play where you know you might have be like attacked by wolves or you might have a, a like a light of fire or you encounter a cannibal or something like that so uh, you always have to be able to like overcome you know whatever obstacles are in your way it's not just climbing up the mountain it's the conditions that are around the mountain that are affecting you and your travel to be able to get to safety i thought that was really cool and i feel like it plays into it really really well um i love the different uh cards uh, that you can um that you can kind of buy later on as you start to as you start to play you'll have this um like almost like this, these cards that go all the way up on the top of the screen and you can kind of draft them for a cost. Uh, each one of those cards will have a cost associated with it. You can pull it out of your hand and you can buy them. Um, they'll do things like, um, you know, they'll cost, um, you know, one food and maybe you can get rid of um, like some cards that maybe aren't so good. Uh, maybe they don't cost, uh, once you pay for them, they don't cost anything and then you can in turn play them and you can draw cards from the pile because as you start to get further and further along, the costs and the, you know, um, encounters that you're going to have are going to get more difficult and more difficult and more difficult. So it pays to be able to have the appropriate resources on hand and if you don't have the appropriate resources, you want a couple of those cards up your sleeve to be able to help you get the appropriate resources. Um, I really, really had fun with this. I thought this game was a, like a blast. Um, and like I said, I played it and I, I was convinced. I'm like, this has to exist in a physical form because it felt so like it felt like a card game. Um, so, I mean, I really I really had a great time with it. If you are into board games or especially card games at all, you're going to really, really like this. I feel like they nail the theme on like, you know, like smack, like they hit the nail on the head with this. It is they do a great job. Um, it never felt like it was super, super difficult. Uh, I always felt like I was in the game and I had a chance. And to me, that's really important because 
if I'm, you know, taking the time to play a game, I want to have fun. You know, I, I do want a challenge, but I also don't want it to be like banging my head against the wall impossible. And I did not feel like that at all when I was playing this game. There were definitely parts that were difficult. There were times when I lost the game, but there were also times when I went through and I was able to do it. And when you when you kind of overcome that challenge of getting to the, you know, getting to the haven, the safe zone, escaping the frost, you're like, yes, like you feel that sense of accomplishment. Uh, and the fact that you don't have to you know, because this replicates the the actual sitting down and playing of a real card game so well, like, you know, you don't have to go through any of the trouble to, like, set up the deck. You don't have to shovel everything. You don't have to make sure that you have all the right cards. You don't have to deal out into the special piles. You don't have to discard things. The system takes care of all of that for you. You know, if this was an actual physical card game, which I hope it is, um, I would I would think it would be more than $12.99. Um, you know, I think it's awesome that there is... Uh, this is a single player game and it's this much fun because a lot of times single player games, um, especially single player card games, I mean, yes, solitaire, obviously, right? But I don't know, sometimes they're just, they're hard, they're hard to have fun with, like by yourself. Rare that a game is like gonna really inspire you to be like, yeah, I wanna play that. Like, you know, like, are you really gonna take out the box and like set it all up? And I'm sure people, I'm sure people do it. Um, but this is a perfect example. Uh, I feel like, uh, like a shining example of how great, like a, like a single player, like, game that you sit down at a table uh, and play can be and I know this is a video game but like it is purely replicating that card sitting at your table experience so I use the two like interchangeably um, the controls of course are perfect because like they're not really I mean you're going through you're choosing your cards everything works amazingly and like I don't want to discount the fact that the controls are great I feel like they like they can't, they, they can't be difficult because you're playing a card game but that being said if the controls were bad people would certainly be complaining like I would be like this is this is ridiculous this is just a card game but so everything on this is on point the art on these cards are super cool they look like uh like you know obviously they're all hand-drawn um they just look you can tell that somebody whoever made this game whatever artist uh like came up with it whoever designed the the gameplay itself like they really you know they really got into it uh and this is i feel like this is a labor of love for somebody and i am a huge huge fan i have not given out this rating for a long time but i'm going to give it out for what this game is for it being an actual like um virtual representation of a sit down like card playing game this is a five. This is perfect. It is a blast. The difficulty is spot on. I had a great time. I've tried to tell as many people as I can about this game. I think it is amazing. I think the value of it being $12.99 is spot is spot on. In fact, I think it's a steal. Um, and I hope that they end up coming out with a physical edition of this game. I would totally purchase it. The only thing that I would hopefully ask for, and I mean... I'm stretching here. I know it's a single player game, but that being said, I had so much fun playing it. I would love to be I would love for them to be able to have like a multiplayer option somehow. Um, like maybe the other person can, I mean, I'm sure it would be a huge undertaking for someone else to be able to play the frost, but I would like to be able to have two people go up on the mountain. Maybe you split the hand, you know, um, and you have to try to, you know, like figure it out together. Um, maybe you play with, um, you know, somebody can like, you know, you don't know if they're helping you or working against you. I would love some kind of, I don't know. This game is so much fun. 
I just want more um, different versions to be, to be able to play it. Yes, they give you a few different modes in here, but I would love to be able to play this game with somebody else because I had so much fun playing it by myself. That being said, I'm totally happy to be able to play it by myself. No problem. Uh, that is Frost on the Nintendo eShop, $12.99. I had an excellent time with it and have no reservations at all giving it a five. It does what it is set out to do perfectly and achieves it. You're going to have a great time if you play this game. If and when you do, please reach out to me over on Twitter at Switch It Up Show. And of course, you know, you, I'm not even going to say it because things will never get boring with this game. And I promise you, if you play Frost, you will not have to switch it up.